Amen. If you got your Bible, open them to John, the first chapter. Amen. I'm thankful for another day. I say it every day. Another day to wake up and serve the Lord. Amen. To feel His presence again. Amen. One of these days, there's going to be a trumpet sound. Amen. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then hopefully we that are alive and remain are going to meet Him in the air. And however I go, I'm going to go. Amen. Whether by the grave or through the rapture, we got a great promise. I thought about the people of this world. Where do they get their hope from? Where does it derive from? And honestly, they don't have any hope. They're just... You'd work, 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 make a little money, pass it down. Somebody ruins it, blows it all, and, and wasted lives and nothing to show for it. And, and I thought, think about the people of God, what we have to look forward to. Hey, if nothing in this world works right for you, amen, if you make heaven your home, you're going to be a successful person. <laughs> amen. That's what I call success. Amen, is making heaven our home. Praise God. Amen. John, the first chapter, in the first verse, the Bible said, In the beginning was, everybody say, the Word. And the Word was, everybody say, with God. And the Word, everybody say, was God. So the Word was in the beginning, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now we're going to talk about another man for a second. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, capital L. Everybody say the light. That all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of, everybody say that light. So John the baptizer, he was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world. Now we're talking about the light or the word. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Thinking about you you created everything around you and the people here don't even know who you are. The Bible said he came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, there was going to be a few that did. To them gave he power to become. Everybody say to become. To become the sons of God. A lot of people think when you believe you're a child of God. No, when you believe on his name, God's going to give you the power to become something. To become a child of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the, everybody say the word. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. 
full of grace and truth. The first verse, one more time. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Praise God. The 14th verse, one more time. And the Word was made flesh. Praise God. Everybody say, the Word was made flesh. Amen. Set your Bibles down. I want to preach about God's plan today. Amen. Lift your voices to the Lord one more time all the way across this house. Amen. Why don't you just cry out to Jesus right now? Come on. Can you get somebody by the hand next to you? If it's appropriate, let's pray together. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We honor you. We thank you. We love you. Come on. I want some prayer warriors to lift up your voice right now. Hallelujah. Come on, the power of God's going to be in this place in a special way. Come on, we're coming up on a special time of year. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands, all ye people. Come on, it's time to praise God. Clap your hands, all ye people. Now while you're clapping, shout. Shout unto God like you're going over. Come on, don't shout like you're going to lose. Shout like you're going over with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now everybody shout, the devil's a liar. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated now. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while. Everybody say, God's plan. Do you believe God's got a plan for you? You believe you're just going through the motions, or do you understand today that I'm here on purpose? Amen. I'm here on purpose. God's got a plan for my life. I think it was Friday night, or yeah, Friday afternoon, Friday morning, Friday something. Amen. I come into this house and begin to pray, and God gave me this uh, message, God's plan. I come yesterday morning, and God confirmed it again, so I'm going to preach what God has laid upon my heart. Amen. We only have one service today, so amen. If I preach 20 minutes, uh, just be thankful, and if I preach an hour or two, Amen. Just know you ain't got to come back tonight. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say God's plan. The Bible said in the beginning was, everybody say the word. Everybody say it was with God. Everybody say it was God. The word word comes from a Greek word called logos. Everybody say logos. Logos simply means speech, it means utterance, it means word, it means something spoken. But the, I guess you could call the nuance between what you would call just a word that somebody would say in God's Logos is that it's actually an expression of thought. Everybody say an expression of thought. Amen. God's Logos is words that reveal his plan or reveal his will. 
Amen. Many times in the Old Testament it would say the word of God came unto a certain prophet. Why, why would the word of God come? It was simply this. God was wanting to show you what his will was. Amen. Very few times does God just call and say, hey, what's up? Hey, y'all been doing all right? How's your mom and all that? Amen. Let me tell you, when God begins to speak, you better open up your ears and listen. And that's why when the word of God goes forth, you ought to take your little kids' toys away from them for a little bit and make them sit down and look at the preacher and listen for a little bit. There's a, something special happens when God's word begins to go forth. Amen. It's in God's word that you can find God's will. It's in God's word that you can find God's plan for your life. It's in God's word that you can figure out, hey, what am I supposed to do next? Amen. I'm thankful for every message I ever heard. I'm thankful I had a pastor that would preach the truth that wouldn't patty cake with me, but would just tell me what thus saith the word of God. Amen. I know there's times of comic relief and things, and sometimes I tell jokes when I'm preaching just because of the looks that I'm getting. I'm trying to calm people down for a minute so I can start feeding you again. Amen. But I'm telling you, when the word of God goes forth, it's a very important time. Amen. It's not the time to take out the phone and start flipping through Facebook and talking to the person next to you. Hey, what's for dinner? What's going on? Hey, what are y'all doing after this? I'm telling you, the most important time of the service is when God's word begins to go forth. Amen. If you'll teach your children, this is the most important part. Amen. They'll always know what to do next. They'll always know what the plan of God is. Come on, everybody clap your hands to the Lord together. Amen. But Logos is an expression of thought. Amen. It's the plan. It's the will of God. And you cannot separate the Logos from God. Well, hallelujah. You cannot separate the Logos and say this is a second person in a man-made whatever you want to call it. Praise God. I said you can't separate God's thoughts and his words from God. Come on, we're going to learn something today. No more than you can separate your own thoughts and words from you. Which I've heard people try to say that. Well, I know what I said, but that's really not me. You ain't nothing but an earthly Trinitarian is all you are. Amen. My Bible said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. I'm telling you, if you'll sit there and listen to people long enough, you'll know exactly who they are. Amen. But the beautiful thing about you is that if you don't like who you are, you can change it before we leave today. God's Logos is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But you may not be what you need to be. But there is a power that if you will yield to it, it'll change you. One, two, three, four, five, six... Well, you should have been there when I prayed through. Uh, 
You should have known me before God got a hold of me. Hey, this thing will change you. Come on, everybody, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Just like you can't separate God's logos or his words and thoughts from him. Amen. You can't separate your thoughts and words from you. That's why we need an altar in our life. I said, that's why we need an altar. You don't look around and say, I can never be like that one. I can never. No, you can be. If you get enough Holy Ghost in you and you get enough prayer in you, God will change the hardest one. God will change the wildest one. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for it today. So don't you know, just like out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth begins to speak. The same is true for God. Out of his innermost being, his words begin to flow. His logos begins to flow. And the Bible said in the 14th verse that the word, the plan, the thoughts of God were made flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. The baby in Bethlehem is not just a little childhood story to try to keep people captivated. Amen. Oh, what an interesting little story that people like to tell. And I love the story myself. But it's more than a few wise men traveling with a few gifts. And it's more than a few shepherds singing a few songs and dancing around and jumping up and down. Amen. It's more than the heavenly host beginning to sing. Amen. Let me tell you what it is. It's the fulfillment of the thoughts and the intentions and the word of God. The day that spirit became flesh was the greatest day that man had ever seen. Without that promise, you're in trouble. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. Come on, we're going to make a liar out of the devil today. Come on, somebody help me pray right now. By the authority of the name of Jesus, I come against every devil in hell that would torment people's minds. Hallelujah, we've got a promise. I said we've got a promise. Amen, we've got something to run to. We've got a strong tower. Amen. We, we, we're not hopeless like everybody else. Hey, the Logos has come. Hallelujah. Let's love him together. Hallelujah. Man, it was literally from the beginning. Amen, this is why people get mixed up and try to add more than one God and two gods and three gods and seven persons. Amen, the truth is, the Bible said it was in the beginning. The word, the logos was with God, but it was God. Amen, if you keep on reading, it said he was the lamb slain from the foundation, from the beginning. From the foundation of the world, amen, God had a plan. God knew that you would need salvation 
from the beginning. And from the beginning of time before you ever committed your first sin, God already made a plan to cover your sin. Before you ever messed up one time, it was already in his thoughts. You know what I'm gonna do? Amen, I'm gonna come down as a spotless lamb. I don't know about you, but I'm excited today. Amen, I'm thankful for the promise today. Amen, I'm thankful for hope today. Amen, I rebuke everything that would try to mess up. Amen, tell you you can't make it. Devil, you're a liar. Amen, we're going over, we're not going under. Amen, we got promises. Amen, we've stepped into them. Amen, we've been obedient to them. Amen, we're going to go above. Let me tell you, when you sign up for this, you become the head and not the tail. When you come to an old-fashioned altar, you become power upon this earth. Come on, everybody, lift your hands to the Lord. Shut up. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. In Bethlehem that day, Logos, the, the plan, the word of God, became flesh. Let me tell you, God don't do stuff for no purpose. God does everything on purpose and for a purpose. The angel speaking to Joseph in Matthew 1 and 21 said she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name. Everybody say Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. All of a sudden we get an understanding of why the Logos was made flesh. Because God had a plan. I'm going to save my people. Hallelujah. Amen. When God speaks something, it's going to fulfill a purpose. God's word never comes back void. Hallelujah. If it looks like everybody in the world has turned against the word of God, you just hang on, honey. Amen. All God's got to do is send a lightning bolt across the sky. He could have everybody on their knees saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Hey, his word don't come back void. Everybody say, God's always got a plan. God's always speaking something. The Bible said that his word, the word became flesh. Everybody say, it became flesh. Amen. It was God's plan. And let me just uh, tell you something. God's plan always works out beautifully. Now tell me who's got a record like that. How do your plans typically work out? How does the things that you plan for your own life typically work out? I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, and it's going to connect to that, and, then, uh, and it's all going to work out. Amen. Guess what? You're going to forget something. 
you're going to lose something. It ain't going to work out like you think. Amen. Praise God. Heading to a family get together. We're going down the hill. And you just have to know how bad my road is right now. Amen. I pay $2,000 a year as part of an association to keep a road up. And it's potholes. It's hor- I hate that road. Amen. I'm at the bottom of the hill. And my wife says, man, we forgot something. Praise God. Guess what? What I hate to do, I get to do it two more times. Turn around. Right back up. Turn around. That's how my plans work out. But when God works out a plan... I said when God works out a plan, it's always going to be beautiful. Well, I'm going to preach to somebody today. Y'all going to help me? Somebody going to help me for a little while? Everything in God's plan always works together for good. You may not understand what God's doing. You may not understand why he's doing what he's doing. But I'm telling you, everything works together. When you're in God's plan, everything works together for good. To those that love him. To those that are called according to his purpose. You know, I come to preach. You just need to get in God's plan today, huh? You quit trying to work out your own plan and just get in his plan. It'll work out for you. There ought to be somebody that knows how to clap your hands to the Lord. You can relax and enjoy your life if you're in God's plan. Hallelujah. Hey, this is going to be better than the nerve pills the doctor gives people. This is going to be better than the crazy medicine the doctors give people. You know what they're doing? They're trying to make you forget about how bad your plan is. I don't want you to forget about how bad your plan is. I want you to remember how bad your plan is. And I want you to think about how great God's plan is. And if you keep that in your mind, you won't try to do your plan. You'll say, hey, God, you just order my footsteps and I'll be what you want. Come on, somebody ought to praise him. Come on, I feel like a, I feel like a, a counselor today. Counselor, no, I'm not. Counselor say, no, your plan's good. Pastor says, your plan stinks. How do I know your plan stinks? Because my plan stinks. But when I get on his plan. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me just preach a little while. Joseph, he dealt with some human issues. Considering the fact that his fiancee was expecting a child and it wasn't his. And... But, he's in God's plan. So it's going to be all right. Amen. Just because you're operating in God's plan, 
don't mean that you're not going to deal with some drama in life. Matter of fact, some drama is dealt to you because you're doing God's plan. There's no doubt. Just the, the, the humanity of it. You know Joseph dealt with ridicule. As a man saying, this is going to be my wife, and she's nine months expecting. And it ain't my child. Joseph, you're an idiot. Don't you know he had some buddies that were saying, you need to, before you sign it, buddy, I wouldn't do that. You ought to. But let me tell you, when you know you're in God's plan, you learn how to ignore the naysayers in your life. You learn how to ignore the gossipers and the dividers and the destroyers that come up in your ear when you know you're in God's plan. You learn how to say, just hang on, buddy. You just hang on. Don't you know because of the same situation that Mary dealt with some ridicule? I got a feeling she might have dealt with some snooty in-laws. Like her mother-in-law thinking. You ain't good enough for my son. I'm going to tell you, even God's plan will make you walk a straight and narrow sometimes. Even God's plan will test your spirit sometimes. Even God's plan. He didn't say, I didn't come to bring a Thanksgiving dinner and bring everybody together. He said, I come to bring a sword. A sword that will divide the mother. Come on, come on. I'm sure they dealt with all kinds of things. You just think about it, it's kind of sketchy for a woman to have a child in a barn in unsanitary conditions. And it's just a, yeah, that's a lot of. Let me tell you, when you start trying to figure out God's will for your life by your own logic, He'll throw your logic out the window. I, I, I think a lot of people don't get miracles in their body and miracles in their finances because they're using their own logic. And I'm cursed by logic. Man, I, I'm a logical thinker. Amen. But you know, I, I got to get out of my logical thinking. Every time I get on the altar, I, I got to put the way I think about things, I got to put it behind me. Uh, I can't be analytical while I'm on the altar asking God, how do I get revival in hot springs? Uh, my logic would say, well, you just need a bunch of money and Bring everybody together and feed everybody every Sunday. And then, and then, and, and I got all kinds of logic. I'm loaded with it. 
The problem is God don't want it. God don't need it. Amen. I can sit there and say, God, how do I get somebody in church today? Amen. I had guests coming today and they didn't show up. I'm thinking if they get there, how am I going to get them to an altar to pray for them? And, and I'm thinking of all this stuff, and my people don't even show up. And Alicia shows up. Hey, we just let God do what God's going to do. You'll see revival in your family. You'll see it in your home. You'll see it in your ministry. Hey, just get in God's plan and let him work. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Man, it was the word that became flesh. Everybody say the word. The logos became flesh. It was God's plan that became flesh. Now, let me tell you about uh, babies. And th- I had her read the longest story of the birth of Christ, the Luke version. And there's a whole lot that it don't tell. Uh, Because I don't think that Jesus being a baby, uh, he changed all the stuff that babies are. I thought, man, when we got married, we was having a little baby and thought, man, this is the most awesome thing. I never heard of this thing called colic. Y'all know what that is? I'm thinking, my Lord, this kid refuses to be on earth. It's just like, she's so disappointed to even be alive. I don't know. And she just cries. And then we figured out that you can put them in a car seat and, and take off down a bumpy road. And sometimes they'll quit crying for a little bit. And if you run out of gas, you can put them on the dryer. I got a feeling baby Jesus had his own little problems. And I I don't know if he was colicky or, but I do know he had dirty diapers. And I do know he grew some teeth. Praise God. It's just everybody thinks, boy, this having babies is going to be so amazing. They're just so pretty. And, and then you're like, oh, my Lord. What on earth? Like, this, can you not tell it's dark outside? Put some sunglasses on that baby. Or to go to sleep. You know, there was all, they were just humans just like us. She was just raising a baby just like you mamas raised the babies. And all the frustrations and all the problems and all the dirty. See, y'all, y'all, y'all are in the throwaway, the diaper era. Y'all, y'all missed the good era where they were cloth. <laughs> well, that was amazing stuff. I remember... My mama's saying, they think being the oldest is a blessing. It is not a blessing. My mama say, carry this to the toilet. It's folded up. You let go of one end, hold on to the other end. 
Hallelujah. Boy, this is wonderful. Anybody expecting any children out there? Amen. It's good stuff. I got a feeling Mary just was just a mama just like every other mama. Jesus was a baby just like every other little baby. Amen. There was days she's thinking, my Lord, I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. But somehow she would hear that angel again uh, saying, Mary, uh, you are highly favored among women. Uh, Hey, Mary, uh, you're in God's plan. Uh, Just keep on walking through it. Mary, uh, you're in God's perfect will. Uh, Don't focus on what ain't right. Uh, Focus on you're in my plan. Come on, I'm going to preach to the church a little while. In God's plan. Everybody say I'm in God's plan. 30 years. She's waiting. My Lord. The angel appeared unto my husband. Said this boy was going to save his people. The angel appeared unto me. Saying I was going to have this. It's going to be Emmanuel. God with us. Here I am 30 years of wait. Let me tell you something. Some things you just got to learn how to wait on God. 30 years this woman is waiting thinking. I went through all that to raise a carpenter. Amen. I went through all that for about that time they go to a wedding. We're about to have a wedding Friday night. They go to a wedding. She says, I I don't even think he... He, he ain't even ready. He's like, hang on, woman. And ain't my, but Mary, she's got this, you know what? This, this, this ain't no normal plan. This is Logos. This is, the, this is God's word. This is Emmanuel. So while I'm thinking about it, whatever he says do, just do it. About that time he turned the water into wine. She got to thinking, "Um, we're about to see some miracles now. We're about to the point where all that confusion I went through, something's about to happen. Guess what? It started happening. And that little baby now, he's 30 years old, and he begins to walk up to blind people, put his hands on their eyes, and their eyes are open Walks up to people with deaf ears and puts his hands on them and their ears are open. Walks up to people who are dead. Speaks a little word over them and they come back to life. Walks up to the grave of his buddy Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. Let me tell you, when you get in God's plan, miracles are going to happen. He's walking on the water. She's probably thinking, oh, it's worth it now. Then all of a sudden, three and a half years later, all of his buddies start walking away from him. And now this happy mama is turning into a sad mama again. 
all of his friends that he'd done all this stuff for. He even paid their taxes for them. Hey, if you ever pay my taxes for me, you're going to have a friend for life. I'll never leave you. <laughs> I'll never. He did so much for them. He fed them. He did all this stuff. And all of a sudden, they start leaving him one by one. Phew, 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 phew. Every last one of them. And then the Roman soldiers come in and start beating on him. And don't you know that mama's thinking, are you sure this is the plan of God? Let me tell you something. When you, when you know that you know, don't let any devil in hell mess with your mind. You know what I say? Guard your heart above all else. Guard your heart, Sister Tricia. Because out of it are the issues of life. Where everything begins is right there. You, you, you cannot become bitter until your heart becomes bitter. You can't become hateful to people until your heart becomes hateful. But if you'll say, I, it don't matter what happens around me, I'm going to guard my heart because I know uh, this is where everything comes from. Hey Amen. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And Miss Mama watches as this horrific day when they beat her son. They take a crown of thorns, press it down on his head till the thorns are pressing into the skin of his temples and his head and blood going everywhere. The Bible said his back looked like a plowed field. Hey Amen. And you know that, that mama's thinking, my I, I, I wish somebody else would have. This was somebody else's boy. But I, I believe in the back of her mind she could still hear that angel again. Mary, thou art highly favored among women. Yeah. Is this what, is this what you call it? Is this what you call highly favored? I'm having a bad day right now. I'm struggling. Mary, you're highly favored. And about that time, I, I believe maybe Simon Peter comes up to her and begins to talk to her. Hey, let me tell you what Jesus said when he came back. He, he come out of that grave. Let me tell you what he told me. He said he's going to come back. And he ain't going to be beside us anymore, but he's going to be inside of us. He meant, li listen, Mary... I, I don't know what all is going on, but he, it, it, I, I don't know how it's going to happen. But he said, I'm walking with you, uh, but I shall be in you. Uh, I, I don't know, Mary, but I, I don't think we've lost him. Uh, Mary, I don't, I, I just, uh, I don't know how, what all is going to work out, but I, I don't think we've seen the last of Jesus. Uh, Mary, this is what he told us. He told us to go to Jerusalem and wait for a promise. He said, I'm coming. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Uh, Jesus, come on, Mary. I'm telling you what he told me. Uh, he said, he's not going to leave us. Come, he's going to come to us. Uh, hey, man, if you'll just come with us and you'll just sit in this upper room, who knows what will happen. Uh, 
amen, and somehow Mary, amen, may be struggling in her mind. I don't want to be hurt again, but she makes her mind up. I'm going to go to this upper room, and I'm going to sit there, and I'm just going to see if that angel knew what she was talking about. Hey, I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to see if God's logos is really real or not. And about the 10th day, it was a day called Pentecost. Mary, the disciples, 119 other people sitting in that room. They believed in the plan of God. They'd been disappointed. They'd been let down. They'd been lifted up. They'd been let down. They'd been lifted up. Come on, am I? They got their hopes up. They got their hopes dashed. Got their hopes up, got their hopes dashed. We're going to have a kingdom. Oh, well, I guess we ain't. We're going to have a kingdom. I guess. What do we have to lose? If Jesus said it, I believe it. The writer of John would have been, all the disciples would have been there. No doubt he would have opened his mouth and said, you know what? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh. Mary, your Jesus wasn't just your boy. Hey, man, that was the Word of God that became flesh. You think the grave could hold down God? Do you think? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one place and one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. If you've ever spoken tongues, lift your hands. You talking about You talking about a wonderful, peaceful feeling. You know what I believe Mary began to say? Jesus, I feel you with me now. I feel you. I don't see you. And all of a sudden, I'm not sad anymore. All of a sudden, I feel joy in my soul. Hey, come on, I want to preach to some people in this room. So hold on. Hold on. I'm telling you, the plan of God will take you through some things. The plan of God will take you through some purgings in your life. The plan of God will straighten up your thinking. The plan of God will make you reassess who you really are. The plan of God may make you cry your eyeballs out some days. The plan of God may make you feel like you're worthless and hopeless some days. But just hold on. If you know that you know that you know. 
I'm in the perfect will of God. I may be hurting today, but help is on the way. Hey man, I may feel down today, but I'm in God's plan. And if I hold on, come on, stand together, lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your hands to the Lord together. God's plan never fails. God's plan is the most beautiful plan. As long as you don't grow weary and well-doing. As long as you don't let the flesh pull you off the tracks. I got a message of hope today. Somebody who feels like you, your life is in a whirlwind and life is full of hurt, full of ups and downs. Let me tell you something. If you've repented of your sins, you've been baptized in Jesus' name, and you spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came, you're living a holy life and when you learn to do something you do it and you're loving everybody and you're not allowing yourself to become bitter let me tell you something you are in God's perfect plan why is it not happened for me why would you worry about it it's not your plan. Why? I thought surely I, I, I've had the Holy Ghost for a whole year now. Surely God would have fixed everything in my life. I can tell you after 20 something years, He's still working on me. And I've watched 
as people make up their mind. I'm just going to stay right in the middle of us playing, Brother Aaron. I'm not going to let my own desires mess me up or other people's toxicity mess me up. I'm in God's plan. I don't know about in this life what what all will happen in your life. But I want to tell you something. God's plan always ends up beautiful. Most of my counseling I do with people are people that are in the plan, but they don't understand what's going on in the plan. Think about this. You're a man, and you're asking another man (laughs) to explain God's plan. I wish I knew it all. I don't, all I know is the end of the story. I I don't know how everything in between works because it's going to work out different for you than it did for me my path will be different my life will be different my experiences will be different but I can tell you if you'll hold on to the plan I'm going to pray every day I'm going to humble myself I'm going to walk in the fear of the Lord every decision I make I'm going to seek out God's will. I'm going to make sure what I do in my life, it's still in God's place. I'll tell you, God will begin to unfold the rose in your life. I've seen it so many times. God just bless people. Work things out. on I'm asking people will you take your hand off of it come on church will you please take your hand off of it come on would you just trust God would you just talk to God? <laughs> Come on. Come on, it's going to get beautiful. Come on, somebody needs to pour your heart out to God. Let your sweet aroma fill my life. Come on. Come on.